Get Animated, the anime watch-along podcast with the hosts of Get Played. I'm self-proclaimed egotistical striker, Heather Ann Campbell. I'm self-proclaimed monster inside me, Nick Weiger. And I'm self-proclaimed soccer ball, Matt Afadaka. <laughs> Keeping it simple, I like it. Yeah, yeah. it's not definitely, it was like maybe like the fourth thing that I thought of after the other stuff. <laughs> Welcome to the premiere anime podcast, where this week we are talking about Blue Lock, an anime series about soccer, but also about a battle royale style system where a bunch of children are locked into a building and forced to compete against each other for their entire futures in the game of soccer. Yeah. Um, And I want to say right up front, I watched the World Cup. I watch, in fact, I watch non-World Cup games. I watch Ted Lasso. I, 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 I've got soccer clothes that mm. I wear to a pub when, I'm, when I want to watch these games. And nothing will reveal my absolute stupidity about soccer than the podcast we are about to embark on over the course of the next few weeks. I even played soccer when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I, played soccer. I was a forward. Do I know where that goes on the field? Fuck no. Wow. I don't. I have no idea anymore. None. How many people are on one side of the field, on the other side of the field? Don't remember. But mm, The show reminds you a few times. Is it 11? It's 11, yeah. Oh, thank God. Whew. Uh, I even wrote as the, as the soccer person at my job, I wrote an Adidas commercial about soccer, uh, for that, that aired during the world cup. I have a pair of soccer shoes behind me. Soccer cleats. What are they called? There's like a word. Cleats. They're not cleats. They're like something else. Shoes. Sure. I have a pair of them on display behind me on my Zoom window from the commercial. But I I re- I'm scared. Trainers to talk about this show. So I'm going to lean real hard on the uh, sci-fi elements and uh, shy away from talking about soccer lest I sound like a fucking idiot. Uh, you're not going to sound like an idiot, because I, I, because also I think this show is, and I don't know much about soccer, football, as the rest of the world calls it. I, I don't know much at all, but I am I am I would say the resident sporto of the three of us. I I grew up a a fan of the NFL and the NBA as well as college football and basketball. As I be, as I became an adult, I kind of fell away from everything except for the NBA, but I still do follow the NBA religiously. And so I, I, I feel like I, I can kind of lend something of the, of the, the, the Sporto's perspective, at least, you know, in terms, in, in, in a general sense. But yeah, the nuts and bolts, the nitty gritty of soccer, I, 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 I can't really talk about. But I do feel like the series kind of consciously deviates from that anyway, at least in the, the first few episodes that we've been watching yeah. and we'll be discussing today. Um, I'll say, as a kid, I played every single sport and the the biggest hurdle that i had to get over was that i'm i was little i was too mm. i was too small uh like for uh like flag football uh i remember a kid like just like fucking huge 
nine-year-old just destroyed me one time. Uh, soccer, not fast enough. Basketball, too small. Um, baseball, I was all right at because I, I had pretty decent hand-eye coordination. Sure. Um, and baseball's like the only sport that I currently follow. Um, but I'm excited to... My only real adult foray with soccer is Ted Lasso, and I went to a game last year. That's it. Wow. I actually went to I went to the the World Cup finale, the Women's World Cup finale at the Rose Bowl, uh, the one where Brandy Chat where the U.S. won it. Brandy Chastain won it on penalty kicks, and then like ripped her jersey off in celebration. Wow, it was, like, an iconic moment. I was like, I was fucking there. It's crazy. This is the most wow. uh, the 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 wildest sports event I ever saw in person. In wow, terms of just like the stakes. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, I, but that was more just like, oh, I'm go- I'm. Uh, I can go to the the World Cup final, so I'll fucking do that. But it's it's you know like I, I can't claim to know much about the sport. Uh, we're gonna so we're talking about Blue Lock, and uh, we're gonna be talking about the series as it goes. It is still airing. It will wrap up before we finish this mini series. If you want to watch along, but it's on Crunchyroll. I don't think it's on anything else, right? I think it's just on Crunchyroll right now. I think so so you can yeah. watch along on Crunchyroll if you haven't already seen it. Uh, and uh, we're gonna be talking about episodes one and two today. But before we get into that. Let's talk about what we've been weaving. What we've been weaving. Hi, it's me, Ash Ketchum. And I choose you, Nick Weiger. So you mentioned Battle Royale as a genre. Well, knowing the premise of the series and not having watched it uh, beforehand, not having watched the series, uh, but being familiar with this film, I decided to revisit it. Battle Royale. I put on Battle Royale. Wow. The film that kind of, the movie, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it's been fucking a long, it's been, it's like 25 years old. It's one of those, those time flies like, man, this came out a long time ago, but it holds up. It is, you know, the genre, it's become a genre of video games. And, um, like what? It it is funny. Well, come on. I was going to say, it is funny how much this reminds me, like just watching it. I'm just like, this just is Fortnite. It just is an mm. island uh, with various terrain and a bunch of terrain features and a bunch of buildings and, and uh, you know, a, a, a vast array of weaponry and items and people just kind of be, being let loose in different sectors and uh, and offing one another. Also, the, the element of, like, there being unsafe sectors where just, like, if you're in that sector at a certain point, you get eliminated. It's like, that's just in Fortnite. It, it, it's just kind of yeah. it's, it's amazing how many things are just like, oh, that feels like directly pulled from this. Uh, but one thing I will just say that, like, first off, this if you haven't seen this movie, it's hyper-violent. It's, it's, a, it's extraordinarily uh, grisly. Uh, I had a little bit of a thing where I saw that it was available on Canopy, the, the library app. So I was like, oh, fuck, I'll watch it on Canopy. And I, I, I loaded it up. It's the fucking dub. What's the library doing with a dub? What the hell? They didn't even have the they didn't have the Japanese language. I'm sure that's a licensing thing, but I ended up renting it on on iTunes just so I could watch it in in Japanese. Uh, and uh, it's interesting how in this sort of this this micro genre, I'm not sure what you call it, but battle royales like become a thing. There's a bunch of them. Squid Game mo- recently, most famously, and Squid Game makes me think of how the enemy in this genre has evolved from totalitarianism. Like it used to be, like oh, like the 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 world the the world's gone crazy. The totalitarian regime has has come in and imposed this upon everyone. Uh, and, and you know something like the Running Man is the same sort of thing. To now, 
capitalism is the enemy. And now it's be it's people are voluntarily entering into this arrangement uh, because they want to advance their careers, which is kind of where we land in Blue Lock. Uh, so any, anyway, uh, uh, worth checking out if you haven't seen it and um, uh, stay away from the library version. That's me, Battle Royale. Heather, how about you? Well, um, I'm just going to riff on Battle Royale for a few minutes. Please um, do. Because the truth is I've only been watching Blue Lock. Uh, but I've always truly loved Battle Royale. And I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast, but let's put it in the hat of crazy stories. So in um, the uh, winter of the year, I think it was 2000, maybe it was winter 2001, I can't remember. Uh, but I think it was winter 2000 when the movie came out. Uh, there was a single screening of Battle Royale at the Egyptian Theater here in Los Angeles. And I lived in Los Angeles. So my friend and I went to see Battle Royale. And the audience was completely sold out, even though the trailer had never been shown in the United States. I watched it as a QuickTime file on my fucking Windows computer. I sat next to uh, a, an older Japanese man and, uh, and I think his wife or something. It was packed house. And at the end of this movie, which was so fucking good, uh, the uh, guy on the mic at the front of the front of the auditorium, we watch all the credits. Everybody's cheering. It's such a, a, a ripping good time. And nobody anywhere had seen this movie yet. Uh, the guy says, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, as a uh, as a bit of a surprise, we have the director, Kinji Fukusaku, here wow. uh, to talk about the movie. And the old man sitting next to me stands up. Wow. Cool. As as video cameras with lights come and like shine on his face from like, you know, like behind the scenes footage or like uh, news news channels or whatever. And every time I had cheered or laughed or clapped during the movie, this old man had looked over at me, like kind of like giving me like a, a like a smile and a, a little bit of a nod, you know? Wow. And it was because it was his fucking movie. That's wild. Um, and so in, in broken Japanese, I, I squeaked out like, this movie was so good. Thank you so much. Thank you. And he's like, and he gets up and then he does a Q&A in front of So I watched Battle Royale sitting next to Kinji Fukusaku. Wow. Truly, um, truly bananas. And uh, then I also grabbed from, uh, from behind me the um, map from Battle Royale. That oh, every, look at that. That every kid is uh, sent to the island with, uh, which was a, um, if you saw the film in Japan when it came out, there was a, uh, like a special ticket event. Uh, and back when eBay just started, this was like the very first thing that I purchased on eBay was this special pack-in, which came with the map of Battle Royale Island. Uh, and it also comes with the light-up pen that they use in uh, in the movie so that you could write uh, the danger zones in the dark. It's fucking um, rad. Pretty fun stuff. That Love It also is one of those things where you just, like, that That being in the movie, the way it was, like, these days it would be like, oh, the, the kids all have, like, you know, tablets or GPS or whatever. And back then it was like, oh, you're hearing radio, you're hearing coordinates as announcements, and then you're, like, manually marking them on a map and checking where you are. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's like a lot of time has passed, but not much time has passed. It's that, it's that weird 
yeah. space. I've never seen it. I have to. I'll have to toss it on. Sounds good. Dude, um, you gotta fucking, watch it. I'll watch fucking, it. I mean, it's fucking sick shit, but it's <laughs> it's great. I used to. I used to. No matter where I was in the world, uh, f- have Chicago pizzas flown out to me, and I would do a screening and call it Pizza Royale, and I made up like uh l- like lapel pins for everybody and i would do like a a a small screening every year um because for a long time the movie was not available in the united states and the only way you could watch it was to have a region free dvd player and a british import copy Mm. yeah i remember i think dvd was how i was introduced to it it's my memory of it but um it's uh it's again it holds up yeah it holds up yeah uh if you're okay with child murder like uh, a lot, like a lot. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, gonna be gonna be rough watch. And uh, they are children. Like, let's just be clear: these are yeah. not adults playing children. No. These are children. Yeah, it's not like Hunger Games where it's like yeah off screen kind of stuff. No, uh, this is this is ch- children murdering children, and uh, it as a as a as a f- dystopian film, it's like. How could this ever happen? Yeah. Oh my god! And now it's like just something that happens in the United States yeah. all the fucking every time. day. Yeah. Sure. Jeez. Um. Well, I'll put it on. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Matt, how about yourself? What what, what we've been weeping over there? Okay, so I've I, I haven't been watching a lot. I want to get back into my my viewing. It's just been a little been a little tight lately um time wise but every night i've been reading i've been reading every single night reading myself to sleep and i'm really into um all you need is kill oh I'm hell yeah fucking oh, loving nice it. nice it's so great and it's like there's a lot there it's it's i think there's like 17 issues or something um, but that's like a manageable amount for me to get through because some of them, the first one's like 50 something pages or whatever, and then they vary between like 25 and 30, but I'm just blasting through them. I guess I'm going the other way. Uh, I'm blasting through them. And you so did, been, Matt just corrected a hand gesture for, yes, <laughs> yeah. for us on I was flipping pages in the air yeah. uh, the Western way, but I meant to be doing it the other way. Mm-hmm. Uh how how you read manga um and now that i've said it out loud you understand yes uh, <laughs> but so i've been reading that and then i've also i'm reading two at once which is maybe a choice right but so i'm reading all you need is kill i've been reading like a couple of issues of that and then i've been winding my nights down with spy family oh hell yeah hey and I love Spy Family. It's so funny. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's funny and good. I, I I like the spy genre. So like seeing this spy try to get this thing going. We're at this we're at the stage where he's gotten he he part for as for his assignment, he has to make a family. So he has the daughter, Anya, who is a telepath. Yes. And then he now has recruited his wife, who he doesn't know is an assassin. A fake wife, yes. Yes, a fake wife. 
and that's funny. <laughs> that's like that's fun. That's 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 a good time, right there. And it's it's but it's also just funny to be like this guy is like the best spy. He's really really good. And so far, he's like having a hard time doing this. Like it's like not easy for him mm-hmm. to do. So that's like just I've just been really enjoying that as well. So, but it's it's um, very different, obviously, than all you need is kill. Um, so those are my those are my two things I'm weaving currently. Uh, I want to get back into watching stuff. I got to finish out Jujutsu Kaisen before the new season starts, and. Uh, and then I have some other things that I'm trying to watch too. But now, Battle Royale has climbed up to the top of the list, baby. <laughs> well, that's just a movie. It's not as much of a commitment. So that's you don't true. have to read like a you know 192 chapter manga <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. That's a uh, hey. I I feel like you. I feel like that. Honestly, that's a good way to consume content. Have something gruesome and something wholesome kind of coexisting. Yes. You know, it, it's 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 Spy Family is such a nice refresher from whatever you know nightmare thing i'm uh, uh, like like something something nasty that's either in the world or in media that i'm consuming it's nice to have something that's just sort of wholesome and funny and uh but also just like engrossing in its own way yeah really good really good just storytelling uh it's great i i really really love it and i want to read it all so that i can watch the show too i haven't seen any of the show well you know a show we have seen blue lock which we're going to get into right now. We've watched episodes one and two, or at least that's what we'll be covering in today's record. So Blue Lock, uh, hopefully you're watching along. I, I mean, if, if, if you're not, uh, hopefully you'll check it out. But it, it, this is adapted by the manga written by uh, Munayuki Kaneshiro and illustrated by Yusuke Nomura. Uh, the studio for the anime is 8-Bit. The director is Tetsuaki Watanabe. Uh, and it, it uh, covers basically a scenario where a a a star youth soccer player is brought into a facility and with with 299 other star youth soccer players uh and the premise of the series is that this is kind of a a a, a battle royale between all of them a non-violent soccer based battle royale between all of them to winnow it down to one final uh striker world's best striker this is a this is the 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 best young offensive player who is going to propel the uh, Japan to a World Cup victory, which has never happened uh, in the country's history. Uh, and so that's basically your setup. Uh, and episode one is called Dream, where we meet our our character who we're going to be following here, uh, Yoichi Isagi, and it just sort of starts. This is Heather. I think you had this experience while watching it. Is that you started just watching this as a sports anime, not knowing much else except it was about soccer, right? Well, yeah, I saw I saw the rankings of the fall anime season, and like Chainsaw Man's up there, Spy Family's up there, but then Blue Lock's up there, and I'm like, huh, it must be pretty good because I I wouldn't think you know there's a lot of sports anime and they don't always trend. And this this show is trending, and people were talking about it. So I ah, give Blue Lock a, a try, and dropped in not knowing anything. So I am on the protagonist's journey when he's Blue Locked. I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" <laughs> sounds like you say he's when he's Blue Locked. It sounds like he's been red pilled. <laughs> um, so I will stop posting about Biden. <laughs> 
So it, the, it starts, and our first scene is a, our cold open is a match where uh, uh, Isagi is playing, his high school team is playing against another high school team, and the winning team is going to go to nationals. So this is this huge match. Uh, and he has a pivotal play where he is trying to decide what to do with the ball. He has control of the ball. He sees someone available on the wing. And he and he's like, you know what? Uh, there are 11 people on a, t- on a team. I uh, got to be a team player. Passes it to him. And that dude fucking misses, hits the, hits the, the, the pole, hits the way. Now, now I'm going to start sounding like the, the clueless soccer person I am, but the, the, uh, the, the part of the goal that goes upright, I don't know if you call that an upright, I'm not sure what you call it. The end, the end post, like, yeah. um, hit, yeah, hits that, uh, that, that misses, that, that misses. And then there is a counterattack, uh, which is led by the, uh, the character's name is Ryosuke Kira, who is a key, a key figure in this, uh, a, a toe-headed, uh, youngster who takes the ball the other way, scores, that team wins 2-0, and uh, Isagi's dreams of going to Nationals are dashed. The way the soccer gameplay is animated mm-hmm. is so exciting. Like, I'm not even, like, a soccer fan, but watching this, I was like, man, that looks so good, it's so cool. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a great like observation. It is really well animated. Like the the soccer action is delightful. Uh, there's a there's a there's a funny scene afterwards where the the coach is talking to everyone. He's fucking sobbing. And yeah, all the players are <laughs> sobbing, and he's just like, "This was not a waste. Even though we lost, it was not a waste." And Isagi's just kind of sitting there, stone faced. Yeah. The, um. And it, yeah. The relationship of the show to uh to soccer evokes the relationship of Shaolin soccer to soccer mm. that old that movie from like the early mid 2000s yeah where it's not quite as ridiculous as like the soccer ball bursts into flames and but the the illustration of power in blue lock is like you'll somebody'll kick the ball and it will deform and vibrate against their foot before firing like a bullet into the goal. And that that punctuation of action really makes the series enjoyable as well as the premise. Yes, and and this is uh, speaking of the premise. This is where we start to get into it. Cuz it's cuz basically the coach is saying like, you know, we may have lost, but it's about the friends we made along the way, that sort of message. And Isagi's just like pissed off. He's just like I wanted to win. And he's thinking about all the stuff that he's internalized, which I feel like in a normal sports sort of, like, more general than sports anime, sports movie that's about a team sport, I feel like it's always about, like, like being a good teammate. It's always about, like, we, ha- we have to sacrifice for each other. It's all about what can we do together. And this one is really focused on individual excellence. It's mm-hmm. really like, you know what? One for all, all for one. This thing that I, I've gotten drilled in my head, that's fucking bullshit. Because I'm better than the eleven guy, the other ten guys on the team, and this should be about like uh, like I can't do it alone. Maybe I can, which is just an interesting premise for this sort of this sort of uh, uh, genre. Well, it's also funny because it uh, exposes something about Ted Lasso, which is that the first season is about Roy Kent. Yes, mm. like it's you don't it's not. I mean, there's there's camaraderie on the team, and you get to know all the players, but. It does come down to like one dude. And that is 
like fished out of soccer games and dropped into this series as like a yeah basketball is about passing and and blocks and everything but really it's about Michael Jordan yes yeah. it's about having the best player and if you look at like like the, the the NBA champions there will be like an odd like random year like the Detroit Pistons uh beating my beloved Los Angeles Lakers um where that was like oh this was a this was a team that they were all just sort of like a bunch of great defensive players and you know they 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 just worked together as a team but that's like one out of 20 by and large if you look at the the team that wins the NBA championship each year it's the team that has the best player in the league like that's almost always like like Giannis was the best player in the league. Kawhi Leonard was the best player in the league. LeBron was the best player in the league. Steph Curry was the best player in the league. You just go down the list and it's just like whoever like kind of won that season uh was whoever had the best player. And that seems to be very much focused on this one. So uh Isagi goes home. Very very much the the the, the premise of this of this of the series, Isagi goes home. I love his clueless parents. I think that's just really <laughs> yeah. funny characters that like the mom had, the mom made him a good luck meal for after the game is very funny to me. And then just like them not really knowing what what's going on in his life or in soccer. I don't know how much there'll be a prem- uh, presence in this series, but they're very funny in the first couple episodes. Uh, so that he gets a letter while he's at home and he's got a letter from the Japan football union. And it's like, does it's kind of cryptic. All he knows is an invitation and that he's going to be, you know, some sort of uh, a special athletic designation. So we cut to that. He, he's showing up at this facility and he sees the guy uh, who beat him. Uh, the guy, uh, Kira, the player who who beat him in the national in nationals. Yeah. He's also there. Just speaking of character choices here and especially with where this goes. I love that this guy is so friendly. Because the 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 standard way of doing this is if this guy would be an asshole, would be like, oh, you're the guy I beat. But he's just there. He's like, hey, man, good to see you. Yeah. Oh, you're a really good player. Your team was really good. Like, he's just like <laughs> I don't know. It's just an it's just an interesting. And then it also like makes the ending of this episode, which we'll get to, hit even harder. That he's just this nice sort of like friendly guy um, who just wants to 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 pal around with Isagi. And so he's in there. And there's there's 300 guys in there. 318 and other under players uh, who all play the position of striker. And this guy comes up, this big cartoonish character, Jinpachi Ego, who he's, he's, he steps to the front and he is introducing the concept of blue lock. We're Ego explaining the title. Ego spelled E-G-O. Yes, yes. Pronounced in Japanese, Ego, but it's Ego. As yeah. in thematically important to this series. Mm-hmm. Yes, I imagine that's a that's an intentional... Uh, pun i'm not sure if this is the it's one of the, the japanese loan words are interesting because so many of them are just they just sound like the english words so i wouldn't be surprised if like the, the loan word for for ego was like ego or something like that like it just mm. it just but you know but it but maybe they also just know what ego means in the freudian sense maybe that's just just common there but yes jinpachi ego uh and he basically is like he's he's drawn like a maniac I love it. I love his bowl cut. I love his his opaque glasses. Um, I'll also say this. Again, talking from a sports fan's perspective, this is the kind of person who has come into power in professional sports in the past 20 years, which is just a, 
a fucking nerd who doesn't play the sport but has an analytic perspective. Mm-hmm. Like that's where that's where you know we we, we, you, we everyone knows Moneyball. That's like yeah. what Moneyball was. Like that's what happened is like someone someone from a the tech side of things, someone from the math side of things came in and said like, "Hey, here's how we win. Here's how we maximize our resources." Uh, talking about human being uh, to give ourselves the best chance to win a championship, and that's the kind of person who's in power. And so it makes sense that this would be the kind of uh, the 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 figure that's running this operation. Yeah, it's he's he's a um he's like uh let's see, Kira in Death Note. He's like uh Lelouch of the Rebellion uh from the series that Lelouch is from, which I think <laughs> might be called Lelouch of the Rebellion. These like uh sociopathic uh characters that are often the protagonist of the show. Uh, he's a major character in Blue Lock, but he's like, it doesn't matter what we do. We're going to win, and here's how we're going to do it, and I have a plan for every possible scene. Yeah, sort of this 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 gaunt, uh, unathletic-looking ringmaster uh, who has ultimate power over all these people. And he's basically like, here's what's going to happen. What are you going to do the world best striker? Everyone else is going to lose. And if you survive, you're going to be the you're going to be the best. But if you don't, that's it for your career. You're, like it's you, just you aren't allowed to play soccer anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so the stakes are insane. Um, and it doesn't really make sense in a sports sense because you would still think that these these players have would still have some sort of career. But I think he more means like it, 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 it the premise of the show, it more means like you can never play for the Japanese national team. Yeah. You know, so that's basically and this is everyone's dream. Um, we're introduced to Noel Noah, who is a I believe a fictional character. He is compared to it like he is the world's greatest striker. Uh, and he is compared to you know real world figures like uh, like Messi and um, uh, uh, you know Christian Ronaldo, and uh, he is just kind of like and and we we also use quotes from real like Ego is uh, using quotes from real world soccer legends like Pele, just talking about how these these guys just having these arrogant uh, you know. Uh, self-glorifying assessments or so the, the, these 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 quips that are just like you know like who's the best soccer player in the world it's me and it no one else is close just shit like that and he's kind of using this to inspire these people he's basically saying like like in fact he does say it that basically like the the problem with japanese soccer is that everyone is too much of a team player and if you want to be the world's best striker you have to be an egoist you have to be taught like like think you are the best and so that's what the that's the point yeah. of this exercise. Exercise. It's the point of the series. It's it's simultaneously you need to use your team to 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 demonstrate your own self worth or your own worth. Yeah. But but you're you're also in competition with everybody in your team because there can only be one winner of the entire blue lock system. So it's it's fraying the edges of camaraderie that you normally would find on a soccer field while also forcing people to play together in order to progress through the series. Fuck. It's so good. There's an awesome. Here's, here's what I would liken it to and what I wish Fortnite would introduce. I wish (laughs) it would introduce, uh, 11 member squads, right? Mm. Uh, so that you were fighting in like, a, a 10 we'll say 10 10 member squads so you're fighting everybody else on the island and then the final round of the battle is those final 10 people f- turn on each other 
Uh, that's that's an interesting thing of just like the that that's like the end of a, I'm I'm gonna make a very old reference, but like like the end of the arcade Double Dragon, and you play the whole game on co-op, and then if you beat the final boss together, then you fight each other, which is just oh, cool. a wild a wild finale. So he's basically like you gotta be the star of soccer. There's a fucking awesome just little animated vignette here, uh, which is, um. Uh, 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 the the lead Isagi is th- like as he's talking as Ego is talking he's fantasizing about like what this process will be like and he pictures himself standing on a mountain of two hundred ninety nine corpses and, it, and it's just like and it's 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 all drawn in black and white and he's just holding a bloody soccer ball and his eyes are just completely black as he's standing literally standing on top of a bunch of dead soccer players uh, it just it just looks really cool I I, I think visually this show is very very compelling. Um, so basically, he's like, "Look, you guys, it's voluntary." Uh, Ego is saying, "You, if you survive, you'll be the greatest. Uh, if you don't, that's it for your career, and you can leave. You're free to go." I don't think anyone actually leaves. I think players are starting to leave, and I don't think anyone actually leaves because we have a full 300 when we get to the facility, which is a gigantic blue uh, ha- uh, pentagon. Yeah, just yeah. a big blue pentagon. Yeah. That they're that they're locked inside of, and they each have um, high tech uh, biometric indica- indicators on them on their persons that says their current rank. We learn, uh, and uh, Isagi arrives, and he is two hundred ninety nine. He gets thrown into the two hundred into the Z section, the Z section, as the show says, uh, with a bunch of other people, including uh, Ryosuke Kira. He is one of the people there. Again, super duper friendly. Um, and then he meets the the motley crew of other people who are going to be occupying this facility with him. I love Jingo Raichi. He is, if you watch, uh, um, I don't know. He's the trope of him is the super angry fucking guy who is like wants to fight all the time. Like that's like he's just like, right. give me the ball. Yeah. I want to fight. <laughs> yeah, 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 I yeah. fucking hate everybody. Like that. I love him. I love him so much. Uh, he he's my favorite on the team. I really hope. I really hope we find out that he's got like a sensitive heart somewhere. Uh, I like. Uh, I think it's Igarushi, who is the he's the guy who's like he comes from a like his family has a temple and he's just like I want to play soccer and he's just like a. Just not very. He's like he seems like the the least talented of anyone, but he's got a good attitude. You've got um, uh, uh, the very feminine uh, looking Chigiri, who uh, has like this beautiful long hair and is very quiet and uh, sort of hangs out in the background. But they, yeah. I bet they have a story. Yeah, and so we get into, you know, he learns <laughs> because so Ego many, comes so up. so many good characters in this team. Really, really good. I do really like the characters of this team. Ego goes on to, comes on the big screen. There's just ominous Big Brother style huge screens that his head pops into in all the rooms of this facility. He pops into their room. By the way, we should say that this is a very bare bones facility. It is just like, when, when they're inside of it, it, it looks very much like a sanitarium. It's just a concrete floor uh, with a you know with concrete walls, and it's just that's that's uh, that's all there seems to be uh, going on in there. Yeah, it's like less um, than no what furniture. they have in the Squid Game room. Yes, yeah, it's very minimalistic. Uh, they're in there, and then they and then Ego comes on. And he's like, "Look, here's what your ranks are, and it's time to play tag. And this is your first test. Uh, you have 136 seconds. He's very specific about this to play tag with a soccer ball." And whoever's it 
when the uh, when time runs out is eliminated. Speaking of uh, Squid Game, which is another battle royale like, um, have you guys heard about the Netflix actual game show Squid Game? It's like a I have heard show about it. Yeah, that they're doing. Uh, a bunch of contestants have come forward and said that it was rigged and that there were massive injuries on uh, on set. Oh, and geez. that they were uh, subjected to inhumane conditions, including spending many hours in a 14-degree Fahrenheit uh, airplane hangar. Uh, like, it sounds... And, and that that it was rigged for influencers to continue to progress while regular people were oh. uh, were cut down. Um, which of course, I mean, that's how capitalism works. Yeah. So it, as a as a game show version of a thing that w- <laughs> was a dystopian warning about what Jesus. not to yes. do. Yeah. <laughs> and it inadvertent- sounds like they really did it. <laughs> and inadvertent perfect meta comment yeah. on you know what 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 happens with the uh, out of control capitalism all right so they're fu- they're fucking here's it time to play tag he's in there with all the other, the other misfits and uh they're kicking the ball around they're like tra- the, the ball starts with the guy who is ranked 300 uh, Ig- uh who's igarashi who is the guy whose family owns a temple um he's kicking around and this is a pretty cool action sequence uh there is a guy who's sleeping on the floor uh, Bachira and Bachira does like a fucking bicycle kick from a, a a sleeping position, hits him in the face. They're like, "Hey, that's a red card," but he's like, "You know what? There are no that that's not the rules right now. That's not what we're dealing with." Uh, and then we're meeting other characters via like you know like little their names are popping up as we're going through this, and the ball is being passed around. Uh, various people get uh, get beaten up and and wounded. Uh, Isagi gets a s- soccer ball to the stomach. Which brought to mind a very specific memory from my life of having suffering that exact same thing. Mm-hmm. A full force soccer ball kicked into my stomach when I was not ready for it, uh, when I was like eight years old in Cub Scouts. And I just remember it being the most painful like I got I like I got hit, wind got knocked out of me, I collapsed to the ground and immediately started crying. And that is a fucking uncomfortable thing to endure. Yeah. Uh, so he gets one of those. And he's like, fuck, is this it? Is this my is my fate being determined by this game? Uh the, the clock keeps ticking down. And we head towards, you know, a, a, an opportunity. And he has a decision point here. He's basically like, he wants to win, he wants to survive, I want to keep playing soccer. I don't want my dream to end. And he ends up to the point of like, okay, I could kick it towards the guy who Igarashi, who is ranked 300th, who started. And he basically has the point where he's like, you know what? I got to try to beat someone better than me if I want to stick around here. Like, it's not it, like beating up on this, the guy who's not as good as me isn't going to get me anywhere. And that leads us to the way, and, and fill in if I, the gaps by missing anything important, but that leads us towards the, the end of this episode, uh, which is that he takes the ball and he kicks the ball uh, right at Kira and hits him in the face. Yeah. The guy who's been nice to him the whole time, he fucking blasts him in the face with a soccer ball, eliminates him, and that's the end of the episode. I, so I've seen up to episode six, and I can't say with any certainty that this is what will happen in the show, and I think I'm going to stop watching ahead so that I'm not, like, um, projecting onto these episodes. Mm-hmm. 
But as of episode six, this is not what has happened. So I can express an actual hope, which is that I hope this series is about turning a nice young kid into a terrible person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There's a line I flagged in here. Making my dream come true means ending someone else's. Yeah. So we're already getting a hint of that. He's already sort of saying, like, I have to beat somebody to to, if I want to be the man, I got to beat the man. And yeah, he just yeah. like does it. Like he doesn't even Fucking really think about face. it. <laughs> like he just mm-hmm. like is like, okay, I, this is what I have to do. Bam. I love it. It's good. I think I like. I will say that that ending shocked me because <laughs> I was like, I can't. Like I was like, okay, because the way Kira is introduced, you're like, oh, this is going to be a supporting character. This will be like his friend along the way. Maybe they'll be friendly rivals. Maybe eventually down the line they'll have to turn on each other, and that'll be a whole thing. Like he's introduced like he's going to be a key supporting character, and then he just like. And he's not introduced as like a, a rival necessarily. Like, or he's not introduced as like like again the, the standard way you'd think to do this is be like, okay, this guy's gonna be an asshole. He's gonna be a jerk. He's gonna think he's better than him, and then he's gonna get his comeuppance at the end of this episode. It's completely not that. It's like this guy is this guy is treating him with the, with dignity and respect. Seems like he could be a comrade, but he's choosing to eliminate him from the outset. Um, so that's the end of episode one. Um, there's a there's a segment that they, they they do at the end of these episodes, uh, additional time, which is just like a little sketch. Um, and there's like a uh, you know it's a, 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 a cute little skit here that's just cute. about the the mom and dad not just like not knowing about soccer. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's fun. It's, it's nice. fun. I like the I like the additional time. Yeah, I like when uh, uh, when shows have something like that. Just a little, just a little bit extra. Like, hey, this isn't the story, but here's just a little. A little treat for you because you watched yeah. the credits or whatever. And they're just reminiscing about what it was like when, you know, how, how he was so obsessed with soccer as a kid. And this is the only thing he ever thought about, uh, which brings us to episode two. And perhaps this is a hint at uh, what Heather was talking about thematically for the series. Episode two is entitled Monster. Yeah. So we get into Monster and we're picking up continuously with where we left off on the previous episode. So we are. At the exact same part, he's like, I am a striker. He is completely understood. He is like, like accepted uh, who he is and what he has to do. Um, and uh, he's fucking nailed uh, the dude in the face. So that's where the tag games uh, picks up. But before we get to that scene, uh, we have a little scene, which apparently is the first is in the first issue of the manga. So they restructured it a little bit. The manga is kind of front loaded with the premise of this thing. Uh, but the. So there's a character who becomes a after we get the OP, there's a character who becomes like the key um a key figure I I guess. I don't know, I haven't watched ahead a, a part of it uh but it, it sort of feels like it. It's a character who who uh, named Henri Thierry who's talking at the the Japanese football union uh meeting and is talking about how like Japan will never win the million cup not in a million years and we just need to we need what we need to do is try to come up with a way to actually come ahead and actually win this fucking thing. And the person for the man is a the, the man for the job, rather, is Ego, Jinpachi Ego, who we met in the previous episode. And everyone's skeptical, but he's like, look, the, we, we have an actual way to try to figure this out. Um, we're at the tag game. After this scene. Oh, there's also like <laughs> I just like there's a line she says in here when she's talking about this where she's just like Japan. Japan can win the World Cup. It's my goddamn dream. <laughs> uh, the other guy only cares about money. Uh, they, they're, he's, she, he, she's like, fuck you. We want to win this thing. 
Uh, and then we start, and we're we're back in, we're picking up in where the scene we left off. Uh, this kid, the guy Kira, who he hit, is just like his face is so fucked up and gnarled because he got nailed with a full uh, speed soccer ball right in his mug, and is just like. I, I can't believe it. I can't believe. What did you do? Why did you do this? And he's just like, I don't know. The ball just came to me. I just did it. Uh, and Ego's just like, you're disqualified. That's it. And he is genuinely broken. And here's where he starts to get a little bit more. Like he starts to turn a little bit. Uh, and he's just like yelling at Ego. And he's just like, how could you do this? How could my my career end? This wasn't even soccer. What the fuck are we doing? Uh, there's some close-ups of his face where like kind of the, the art style changes a little bit. He looks kind of like... Uh, I, I, I wish I, I wish there was a better way to describe it, but kind of like a Ren and Stimpy extreme close up, where it's just kind of yes. like you're really seeing the the nastiness of someone's face. Um, and uh, Ego's being super mean to him, and he's basically explaining, "Look, everything here that seems arbitrary was actually completely calculated to put you to replicate a real soccer scenario." The Room that you're in is the exact same size as the penalty box, which is where 75% of goals are all are scored. So you're in you're in like an actual space that replicates something in a soccer field. Um, and uh, you know we're trying to train uh, like 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 running away, avoiding something, or it like it tests how tests your agility, uh, being able to hit someone with a soccer ball, test test your accuracy. These are things that we're we're testing if you have elite level skills uh, and, and from an athletic standpoint. And then the amount of time that's left is like, oh, that's the amount of time that you typically have control of a soccer ball over the course of an entire match, 136 seconds. So we're going to see what you can do with that. So everything seems calculated. Again, it's perhaps all nonsense, yeah. but at least Ego has some sort of logic behind it. Or from his perspective, he has some sort of logic behind this. Um, Kira uh, complains and complains and ultimately gets eliminated. He's angry and he gets kicked the fuck out. <laughs> So Isagi is there. He's like, oh, God, this guy was nice to me. I just kicked him out. Why did I do that? Why did I do that? And he's like trying to understand what was going on. But he also is like feels kind of all right about himself. Uh, Bachira, who is the that's the sleepy guy, right? Yes. Yeah, the sleepy guy. So what happened is that at the end of the previous episode, Bachira had had passed the ball to him. And he's like, why did you do that? Like, why did you pass the ball to me? When you could have just eliminated, you know, you could have just ignored it. And he says, like, I had a feeling that you were going to kick it and I only results only matter here. So that's why he did it. Love. So like love these two. Love these two characters. Fun duo. Fun duo. Fun. And there's a there's a thing that I don't know that we've touched on, which is how their eyes change in dramatic moments Mm. and they become sketchy uh multi-concentric circles as opposed to like those big shiny anime eyes like you can see the light leave their eyes and they become monstrous yeah and when there's close-ups on ego's eyes sometimes his eyes are like kind of like hypnotic they're like spinning yeah rotating spirals yeah uh all right so now that the two of the these guys are bonding the two are left, and there's a lot of talk. Like, 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 basically, the first ten minutes of this episode are just them, like him, just ego explaining exactly what happened, and uh, you know why that why it's structured this way. They find out that the eleven of them are, that are left, 
So they're they're in Zed. They're 300. They're divided among uh, all these different facilities, the 300, and into groups of 12. And one of each group of 12 was eliminated. So now there are just 11 left in each of these. 11 is the number of soccer players to the side. So they are going to be a soccer team, the 11 people that are left, minus Kira. Um, and they are training. They, there's like just a whole bunch of training in here. Uh, they gotta like uh, do sorts of do do sprinting and running and jumping tra like uh, you know trials. There is an element of the the food you get in the cafeteria is based off of how your rank. So like if you're higher rank, you get better food. Um, yeah, and uh, and you know like uh, like it, Isagi gets natto, uh, fermented soybeans because you know he's he's two hundred ninety nine. Um and uh, yeah, I mean they're they're just sort of. They're Team Zed, the 11 of them that are left, and they're just a lot of training in here, a lot of weightlifting and shit. I would, I would hope in a situation like this to get eliminated immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like such a fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> I, Their sleeping quarters are like on the floor, kind of. But don't you get the sense that like if you're higher ranked, you have nicer rooms? I feel yeah, like maybe. that's going to be an element because it seems like they get everything, like everything is better. Yeah, uh, and which is interesting, you know, like like like, like I I kind of I get that it's kind of structured as an incentive and also maybe kind of like you have to try even harder to try to to increase your rank at a certain point. Actually, I I take it back too because I as I'm watching a lot of Survivor right now and I do think mm -hmm. that would do really well in a Survivor yeah. type situation, which is battle royale adjacent. I think. Would you make alliances? What would be your strategy? Uh, I'd be playing. Or a, just stay I, out of the way. I'd be playing a social game. I try to just be as helpful as I can, mm -hmm. and uh, just try to get as many people to uh, be on my side too. Like I don't know if I could be like a backstabbing kind of player. Um, sure. But I think I'm like pretty confident. If I submit it to the show and I could do it, I could get to the jury at the very least. I think I could do wow. it. Wow. I think so. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. There I love is it. a character in the battle royale novel. Um, which all of this is based on this original book, um, who loves anime mm -hmm. and goes around the island helping people and eventually is murdered. But he's like, I can't, I can't kill people. I gotta, I gotta save as many as I can for as long as I can. And I think about that character all, probably more than any other single character in fiction. Wow. Because I'm like, yeah, I, I, I speak a, a big game about combat and video games, but it's fundamentally different than murdering a human. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. that I would be like that guy. I think I'd be like, yep, I'm going to help as many as I can until I'm f unceremoniously executed by a random person that I've met. <laughs> I feel like I'd be like the girl who like wanders out of the woods very early on with just a uh, an arrow through her neck, and she's just like, "What happened? What do I do with this?" And then dies. Uh, all right, they are so the, this is basically the setup. They're training. Um, Isagi is is sleeping at night on the floor. Uh, he wakes up. He's having a nightmare, and he's like, "You know what? I can't fucking sleep. I got to work even harder." So he gets up to train. Uh, Bachira is already up, and they're training together. And this is where we get the thing that I said uh, for myself proclaimed, and uh, the title of this episode. Uh, Isagi is basically like, like, look, how did you know 
I was going to aim at Kira. How did you know this was going to happen? And Bajira's like, there's a monster inside me. And there's a cool sequence where he's talking about what the monster inside me means um, and how that manifests itself. And uh, on the soccer field, and he knows, he feels like he can sense that Isagi also has a monster inside him. It's like, you have one. I just wonder if you hear it too. Yes. Really cool. We go to break. We we come back and we're in like a- One of my favorite anime tropes is, I'm a good person, but a bad person lives in me. Like Naruto's got nine (laughs) tails. Rurouni Kenshin has like the the former Batosai stuck inside of him. Like all of these good people who are like terrible people on the DL. Love it. (laughs) Love that trope. Uh, we got like a little flashback about you know about one of Bachira's matches, uh, which sort of gives some context for this. He sees the monster appearing, a manifestation, like a big shadow creature extending a him a helping hand and showing him the way. And uh, that's kind of how he comes to how he beats it. He comes to terms with it, and he listens to its voice, and that's all there is to it. Okay, so where do we go from here? Uh, okay, he said, Bachir is like basically like every great player has a monster inside of you. Glad we met. And the fitness tests mean that they are all going to get new rankings. They go back to the to the to their team room can we, and Igarashi's ranking is up. Can we talk about that concept for a second? Yeah. So I, I play a, I played adult basketball in the uh, Women's Municipal Los Angeles League. And I think... I had been disconnected from competitive sports for a long time and then came back into it through this basketball team. And there is something in you that kicks in when you want to stop somebody else from like making a shot or like you're guarding somebody like, and I wouldn't describe it as a monster, but there is an animal version of you that turns on and is running as hard as you ever have in your life to stop a layup on the other end of the court. And I think that the anime articulation of that is fucking great. I, so this, this was a league that was a lot of people in uh, comedy circles at the time were playing. I don't know if it's still going on. I don't know if it collapsed. It, during it COVID is still or not. going on. It is still going on. I remember I had an interaction at one point where two players who I like I was friendly with both of them and they were like they kind of like ran into each other and I was there and it was in a work scenario and um uh one of they they just sort of like have like like sort of like small ties like oh yeah we I've seen you in the basketball oh yeah we played on each other I'm on this team oh yeah I'm this team oh yeah I remember we had this game or whatever uh and then that interaction ends one of them leaves and I'm left with uh, one of the two uh players and she turns to me and she's like She's fucking dirty. She plays so fucking dirty. She talks so much shit. <laughs> Incredible. Well, I, yeah, I think somebody you worked with at Funny or Die mm-hmm. broke my ribs in that in that league. <laughs> wow. Because I had a okay. I had a layup done. Pearl the baby. Uh, <laughs> I, I, a layup done to me where I was, you know, like absolutely stationary, trying to take the charge. And took a knee to the chest on a layup, oh. and it broke two of my ribs. And Jesus I was a, I was an adult, and I was like, <gasps> like could like on MRIs now that I get done of my chest, I can see lung damage from a charge I took 
in the Women's Municipal League. Wow. I've had meetings with that woman post that game where I'm just like, ah, hey, how you doing? Hey, wow, what's crazy, crazy league. I have internal damage. (laughs) That's, uh, so we, we, yeah, that's, that's wild. It's this. Uh, that's the thing about sports. Sometimes it brings out the best in uh, people, but oftentimes brings out the worst. And you know that's uh, that's what we're gonna keep running with here. Igarashi and Isagi are both thrilled because they're like, we went up in ranks after the fitness tests. One of us two seventy five, the other is two seventy four. And then Ego's like, all right, uh, twenty five players got eliminated in that last thing. So that's that's how <laughs> like like so <laughs> they're like, wait, so I'm last and second to last again. Yeah. Um, which is kind of funny. Uh, basically, their their situation is that Ego's like your your environment sucks because you suck, and when you get better, the the he's explaining the facility has all these different teams. They 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 go from B to Z, and then each of those groups is split into five groups. Each of those those groups goes into five buildings, and so as you work your way up, you'll be on a better team, and you'll have better facilities and gourmet food, uh, as Heather was talking about earlier, and so. There's a character we now meet named uh, Sei Itoshi, and he is a Japanese player, yes? He's a Japanese player mm-hmm. who plays in European leagues. He's an elite Japanese player, and they're basically like, Itoshi, uh, do you want to come back to Japan? Do you want to play for the national team? Do you want to play in our Japanese leagues? And it is, I did find this very funny, the way uh, Itoshi just shit talks Japan just brutally. He's just like, this country sucks. Yeah. I'm not coming back here. Fuck this place. <laughs> I hate, which I don't, I don't understand. Like, no. if, like if he was American, I would get that. Like, yeah, that country, this country is bad. Um, but it is very kind of funny to just sort of have such contempt for his homeland. Yeah. That, I think that is just like, it's like what you said. Like, yeah, if you, if I lived somewhere else or I was doing something somewhere else in another country... And then people were like, do you want to go back to America? And I liked it better where I was. I'd be like, fuck no. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sucks there. Everyone sucks. Uh, we have a press conference with the old money-grubbing guy and with the uh, young woman, uh, Henri Terry, who is who has led the... Uh, who has unleashed Ego and uh, led to the Blue Lock Initiative. And they are having a press conference. They're explaining what this is. And... Say Itoshi happens to be there, and he's just sort of popping his head into this press conference, and he's he's wondering what the fuck is going on here. And uh, she explains the whole process. She she publicly announces the whole thing. She's like, "There's going to be five team round robin, and um, two teams are going to win. They're going to keep moving on, and that's how things are going to work." And uh, as they're learning this, Ego is also telling this information to all of the players. Uh, who are in the Blue Lock facility, who are like, well, shit, we're all strikers. Who's going to play goalie? Who's going to play defense? Who's going to play midfield? Like, this is not the, like, a t- like a team of 11 forwards? How is this going to work? Um, but they're just sort of figuring it out amongst them, uh, at least Team Z is. Uh, Ego is like, look, soccer is like, all about scoring. The point of the 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 sport the sport is to score more goals than your your opponent. And we have all these sophisticated defenses now where that have made, that have created this thing where you retreat to your own side. But I want you to play soccer as it was originally intended. Uh, create soccer from zero with your brains is his quote in this, six, this yeah. section. Yeah, yeah, which is great. <laughs> um, so they're going to go into this thing, and uh, they're going to go into this battle. Uh, amongst the teams 
Uh, we got more of this press conference. Uh, the teams within the Blue Lock facility were go- got more of this press conference. Um, and Itoshi is watching this. And I, I forget, I, 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 should, I should pull up his quote here because he has a good quote that comes at the end of this. But he is watching this and he's like, he sees he sees all this chaos. He sees this this crazy plan. Um, uh, it goes like abandon what you believe to be common sense until until now, and then the guy uh, uh, Itoshi is like, "All right, I gotta get back to Spain." And he's like, "Wait, cancel the flight to Spain." Here's the quote: "I want to see what kind of idiots going to be born in this country with my own eyes." Oh my so he's God, staying there yeah. <laughs> to see what happens with Blue Lock. <laughs> And then um, Team Zed's gonna fight, gonna fight Team X, and that's the end of the episode. This I love a, it. It's a good, great show. first two. I mean, I will say that, like, like I was just kind of like, okay, I'll check out the sports anime. I, I knew you were excited about it, Heather. So you know, I figured it was good. Uh, but these first two episodes are like, wow, they really get the premise out, and they really hook you into these these characters, yeah, like, you, like very efficiently. It's really well done. You get right, you get right to work, and then you get to really enjoy. The meat of the sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the additional time, the extra skit, I think I think the implication is that Bachira says the monster inside him means he's going to shit his pants. Yeah. Is that what's going on? So. That's what I, I got. Is that the joke? Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> it's a monstrous thing. No one wants to shit their no, pants. No. What would the monster inside you guys do? Mm, pretty much what... I I normally do. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to you don't want to see me without the monster. This is it, baby. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Well, I I feel like like I used to be uh, a meaner person. I don't. I feel like I'm I'm very pleasant. People think of me as nice and affable now. But I you you know I I would say there was a time I used my powers for ill and could be a little bit you know uh, say something insulting or cruel to somebody. I can't imagine. So I think it. probably say that. I can't imagine it. I can't. Like, I think, it's in- incomprehensible, and I'm. He does it to both of us right long now. Long time. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cry, baby. <laughs> it's like that level. It's like not that yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I think that would be that'd be the kind of thing. I think maybe could say something cutting. Yeah. Uh, that would hurt someone's feelings, but I don't. I don't like doing that. No. I didn't know you were a freaking roastmaster general. Um. No thanks. Oh, I could. Yeah, let, let me just get my coat out of cleaning. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess. I, I what would I want it to do? You know, like I guess that's the issue. Like, because like if the monster inside of him, like, makes him good at soccer, what's the thing that I would like to be more good at? Hmm, maybe speaking. Maybe the monster inside of me. <laughs> Give <laughs> the monster a, control. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I, I do feel like when I go when I get in that flow state when I'm gaming, yeah. and I'm not thinking at all about what I'm doing and I'm I'm being more successful than normal, that kind of like feels like, oh, I think that is kind of like the monster inside me feeling of like a force that's not me is kind of unconsciously taking over for a time. Oh, I'd like it to be for exercising. Oh, yeah, that's like good. if the monster inside of me like made it so that I couldn't not do it, that'd be great. And then I'm not really experiencing it while I'm doing it. I'm just doing it and then I don't like because like who wants to go do that? Nobody. Uh, what about you, Heather? Hmm. If I had a monster inside me and I listened to them, it would just be to drink alcohol and eat garbage all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, God, that's so fun. Like, yeah, just a, it would. It would just be like 
The real fucking monster. Have a, have a donut, cut a donut in half, oh. put a fucking sausage, like a breakfast sausage in there mm-hmm. with some eggs and have like a donut breakfast sandwich with a Guinness. And I'd be like, okay, Man. monster, let's do it. Yeah. I'm, 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 uh, I'm eating pretty healthy right now by my standards and I'm not drinking. And that alone, what you just said makes me want to like get off of both of those. Yeah. I want to put my fucking fist through a wall. I want a donut so goddamn bad. And the fucking big ass beer. Yeah. yeah. Sounds fucking great. Fuck. Well, hey, new series, new set of chain reactions. Set us your chain reactions for episodes one and two of Blue Lock. Yes. It is still Chain Reactions, even though that originated from Chainsaw Man, and we're now covering a different anime. That's just the way the canon works. Yeah, Chain Reactions for episodes one and two. We'll read them next week. Uh, anyway, that's Dream and Monster. Next week, we will be covering uh, episodes three and four, Soccer Zero and Premonition and Intuition. So watch along uh, if you're watching with us on Crunchyroll. And hey, guys. There you go. You got animated. Wow.